Have you ever met someone who left you inspired for long after you talked with them? For me, Lee Rankin, the owner of Apple Hill Farm in Banner Elk, is one of those people. Thanks to her growing agritourism business, she gets to live out her dream of living and working on a farm, but also in getting to meet tons of people from all over. Years ago, when I first interviewed her for a story about her life, Lee was the first person who told me that I needed to start a podcast. So when we got NC Travel Chat going, I knew that she'd be one of the first people I'd reach out to. Thankfully, she gave us a few minutes of her busy schedule to talk about life before Apple Hill Farm, the kind of people it's meant for, and her pursuits beyond this wonderful place in the mountains of North Carolina. Welcome to NC Travel Chat. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Can you just do a little bit of introduction and tell us a bit about what you do? Apple Hill Farm is in outside of Banner Elk, North Carolina, and we are a mountaintop working alpaca farm. And we're an agritourism farm, which means that we are open to people to come visit and take tours of the farm and have an experience of a real working farm. So how did you get into doing this? So I started, actually, we moved here in 2001. I moved with a two-year-old, and the idea was to create a safe place to raise a child. And I chose creating a farm because I had met an alpaca. It wasn't real sensical. I'd met an alpaca. I wanted to be in the mountains, and we ended up here. And the idea was to create in this space, which was not a farm when we moved, um, an alpaca farm. So that was how the whole idea started. We started with alpacas. We ended up through a series of lots of different things, adding lots of different animals. And people started coming because they heard about it, ended up opening up. And it has now turned into, my son's now 20. So like everything, they, they get older. And <laughs> the need for what we were doing when we started wasn't there. So it turned, it turned into being something that we then offer to other people. And it has never ceased to amaze or be powerful for me and for the people who visit here. So you didn't start out doing like agritourism, right? We did not. No, absolutely no. not. In fact, we started the idea in the beginning was we were going to raise alpacas, we were going to breed alpacas, and we were going to go to shows. The show circuit when we started in 2004 and 2005 was very kid-friendly and family-friendly, and it was a great thing for us to do together. In fact, in the very beginning, Will was showing alpacas in costume and agility and running around and helping people with their alpacas at the different shows. And so that was, that was the idea. We were going to, that's what we were going to do. And we had in 2004, just as we had started our herd, we had five alpacas at the time. We had what we think was a mountain lion attack on our alpacas and we lost four out of five in that attack. Luckily um, we had insurance. So we then continued to purchase or repurchase alpacas and start over again. And in order to protect them, we added llamas on the inside of the field to stay with them and protect from the inside and donkeys to protect from the outside. We also added, which was not a um, recommendation for anybody, it was a brainstorm of mine. We added meat goats because everybody agreed that whatever the animal was that had attacked the alpacas, it was coming back. 
And mm. I figured if it was going to come back, we should offer meat, be like friendly and offer meat to it. <laughs> we bought meat goats, which they didn't bother. And then we ended up raising, we changed the meat goats out for Angora goats and we now raise fiber goats. So yeah. um, the alpacas, I don't know really how much you know about alpacas. Actually, I think, you know, a little bit, but alpacas are native to Peru, Bolivia and Chile and they're fiber producers. So you shear them once a year for their fiber, which is a hollow cord fiber. So it's warm without being hot. It's insulating and mm. it's used in yarns and sweaters and socks. And so the Angora goats are another fiber producer. In fact, they're the most prolific fiber producer. You have to shear them twice a year for their fiber. Mm. And we, um, so we added those. So we have two kinds of fiber. Now we actually have yarn from the goats, which is mohair and the alpaca fiber in the store in the form of yarn do you still go to the shows we do we yeah. do we um we generally go to two fiber shows a year the carolina fiber festival which is in raleigh in the spring and we go to southeastern animal fiber fair in the fall which is in october you generally in october in Asheville, outside of Asheville. uh yeah i was i remember hearing about one there's thinking like cabarrus county Cabarrus, can we go to the Carolina Alpaca Celebration at that as yeah. well? That's not a fiber show. That's more of an alpaca show. We also do local craft fairs here in the area. Yeah? Yeah. Are y'all at so, the, uh, the Woolly Worm Festival? We are not. We're at, the, <laughs> we're at Valley Fair, which happens yeah. the exact same weekend, which is why we're not at Woolly Worm. Uh, where is Valley Fair? Is that Valley Cruces? It's in Valley Cruces. One day fair. It's across from, do you know where the, there's the, um, Episcopal Church and the Episcopal Mission hmm. called Valley Cruces so. Conference Center and it's across the road from there in a hayfield basically. Oh yeah? Does they it get a lot of people? Hayfield. They generally get about ten to 12,000 people. In one day? In one day. Wow that's awesome and it's for a that fundraiser. area. It's a fundraiser so the Valley Fair started as part of the church the Holy Cross Episcopal Church and when they started it 40 years ago, that may be wrong. Anyway, it's been years ago they started it. And they started it because people wanted to support the church, but they didn't have money to support. So yeah. they, um, they would donate product and they would sell the product. And so it started as a church fair for the church. And as the church got on its feet and it became such a big event, it continued to grow and grow. And they added more craftspeople and artisans. And yeah. now it's actually a fundraiser for the community. So 10% off the top of every booth at the fair goes back into the community. Oh. And they generally raise, I want to say over $60,000 in one day. It's a huge fundraiser and there's lots of people who come every year. There's volunteers that come every year, the people that come to the area to volunteer for that event. That's awesome. And you said that's in October, the same weekend. That's in October. As... It's the third weekend in October. It's the same weekend as Valley, as a, uh, Woolly worm. Okay. I want to have to come back and check that out. Yeah, it's, um, it's amazing. It is absolutely, and they make apple cider and apple butter and the men, it's so wonderful. Mm. So the men that make <laughs> the apple butter, they set up the tents, they have these huge vats that they make it in and they start about three days in advance making canning mm. or jarring apple butter. And they all that. let their beards grow out and wear overalls. <laughs> oh, yeah. So these, these men that you see in the community and you're like, they're in a suit and a coat and whatever. <laughs> they're in overalls with beards. 
<laughs> make an apple butter in the field. It's great. It's a amazing event. I, I love going up to that part of the state. I mean, I love Asheville and I love, you know, further down like Cherokee and all that, but I love like the high country. Um, every, anytime we're in that area, it's just so beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful area. And the people here are, I think, exceptional. I don't meet anybody who lives here or moves here or even visits here that isn't somebody I want to talk to. You know what I mean? It's like, it's yeah. just a really, um, it's a very close knit community and people are here because they want to be here. The, the locals are still here, obviously the people that grew up here and they're equally as interesting and wonderful to be around. So it's just yeah. a charming, unique area. And, and you came from uh, Kentucky, right? I did. I moved from Louisville, Kentucky back in and, 2001. And did you know anybody in the area when you moved? I knew my real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> Is and that who I, got you to come? No, 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 no. And I, I met her when, because I was looking for real estate. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I knew a woman who lived here, but she was in the process of moving to Virginia. So actually, I didn't know anybody in the area. I did find a couple who lived part of the year in Louisville and part of the year here who were actually friends of my parents. Um, and I used to see them some, but I literally moved not knowing anybody. Oh, yeah. On a side note, uh, Christina always corrects me when I say, I can't say it right, Louisville. I, and I lived you in West, it right. That was right. I lived in West Virginia for so long, but I like to try to shed my accent sometimes. Uh -huh. And I'll, I'll be like Louisville, all hoity-toity, you know. Um, but anyway, but, uh, and, and so, I mean, would you think like you have a lot of competition as far as like places to visit and things to do like in your area? There are, you know, there, there is, and there isn't, I have a different view of competition than most people do. I think the more the merrier. Yeah. And, um, I don't see it as competition. I see it as more to do. Like they've just opened up a new Alpine coaster up here oh, yeah? and that's going to bring more people to the area. I, I think of it years ago, I took a class in it was a website design or something. They were talking about the written word and how the beginning of each paragraph is a place for the eye to enter in, you know, and that space around something is a place for the eye to enter in. And I view it the same way because when there's more to do, there's more angles that bring people in who then might find us. Right. So I don't think mm -hmm. of it as competition. I think of it as creating more of an experience for people. And, and that, uh, that kind of gets into another thing. You were, you still are a writer. I am. You, you've written, wasn't it a cookbook you were touring I wrote for? a cookbook called Cooking Up a Storm. And, um, and that was actually how I came to the area. The very first time was I came for a book signing that was in Blowing Rock. Um, oh, yeah? At the old, it was a beautiful bookstore called Hemingway's and it had wood shelves and paneling and a little... Yeah. Um, bay window as part of it. It was a delight. It was such a sweet little spot. And I came for a book signing in November of 1998. Oh yeah. And then I came back in May and did a second one. I was actually pregnant with Will when I came back. So um, hmm. anyway, 
So I was actually pregnant with Will when I came the first time. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is is that bookstore uh, still there? No, it's not. It's oh. not. It's long gone. And there is no bookstore in Blowing Rock right now. There's a oh, no. um, delightful little bookstore in Boone called, oh my gosh, um, Foggy Pine Books. And she's, the woman Mary that runs it is just, she's a powerhouse. And she's done a lot of events in the last year or so that include music and books. There's oh, yeah. a um, small publisher here that's that has started and is doing um, a lot of books that have connection to music. And they did a thing called Trio. And mm. the Trio project was bringing music and art around a book together in one event. So the mm. author would read, the artist would present the art, and the musician would sing music that they had created that's around cool. the book. It was really, really wonderful. I'm going to have to check that place out when we're back. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a special, special space. Is it, a, is it near the university? Yeah, it's on King Street. Okay. It's on King Street and it's on the end towards um, where Earth Fair is. Uh, okay. It's a little further down then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess what I was, what I was meaning was, um, you know, I mean, you, you have a different view of competition, but I guess when somebody's in, you know, your part of the state, why do you think they should seek out Apple Hill Farm among all the other things there are to do? We offer a unique experience, which is um, getting out in nature, walking, connecting with animals, learning about animals. Um, it's a great family experience. And it's really geared to all ages. So some things like a Alpine coaster or skiing or riding a chairlift or some of the other things that we have going on may not be as family friendly. And so that's one of the reasons that people seek us out. And we have, um, have continued to have, because of people like you doing shows and things like this about us, we've continued to have really good word of mouth and the people who come and visit us go back and tell their friends about it. Um, We still only advertise in a small magazine Hmm. for our yarn store. We don't really do any paid advertising for the farm. We do a lot of promotion. Um, So we don't, we're not really out there promoting ourselves. It's people finding us and coming. Yeah. We, we, uh, we have a Facebook group um, that's affiliated with our page and Mm -hmm. we always mention Apple Hill farm and it's not, not for any reason other than we just loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate that. <laughs> is, the, is the tour still, um, basically they take you around the farm? Mm-hmm. The tour still goes around the main part of the farm. It's about a 45 minute to an hour long tour. And since you were here, we may have added cows. Did we have the zebu cattle when you were here? No, I think you had horses and I just, I remember those beautiful, um, were they rams or goats? They were probably the goats, the Angora goats. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So we've added, um, we've added Zebu cattle, which are in the Brahma cattle line. So they have the hump on their back and they have the thing that hangs down from the chin. So we have those. They're Hmm. very unique and most people have never seen those and they're super friendly. They love to come over and 
connect with people. It's a mom and son. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have mostly like App State students leading your tours and working? We have a lot of App State students. We have have had from time to time students from Lee's McRae. And yeah, so that's, a, that's the majority of our tour guides is App State students at this point, or App State graduates even, oh, yeah? that have stayed in the area. Hmm. And do some of them, do they, do they get into, are they doing like animal sciences programs? Some of them are. Right now we have a woman working with us who is actually out of school. She's waiting to go to a vet tech program. I think she's going to AB Tech down in Asheville. And hmm. so she's waiting for her class to start and she's working with us quite a bit um and we have a girl that just graduated from high school who is wanting to be a vet she's going away to college and working on her undergrad stuff to be a vet so we do get a little bit of the animal sciences we just had one who who got a degree in anthropology who was a Hmm. tour guide she was great tour guide she's graduated from asu she's going to be with us for the summer um, yeah. So it's, a, it's sort of across the board. We've had a lot of psychology students, interestingly enough, that come <laughs> and want to work on the farm. And I think they may learn more than they learn in class. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I bet. I mean, animal psychology. <laughs> I mean, like you said, the animals talk to you, right? They do. They do. And, and the one thing that I think that we offer the folks that work with us is a chance to learn skills that are hard to teach in classroom. So there are more real skills about time management and you're managing a group of people that maybe know each other, maybe don't know each other. You might have a two-year-old and a 90-year-old on the same tour. Hmm. So the bit of managing that and managing people from all over, you know, that North Carolina and sometimes the world that come to the farm to take tours. So it's a unique set of skills of managing tasks and chores and animals and people and it's a wide variety of skills that they learn when they work with us and and i guess that kind of goes into another thing that's interesting is you've had visitors from all over the place right we have we have we've had visitors from from all over and still continue to get people from all over we had a couple and their daughter who came up from south carolina on saturday And they were headed to, oh my gosh, somewhere like three hours away from here. So they came up and did a tour from South Carolina and then headed someplace else. They weren't even in the area. They just just came here and they had such a good time. She was a knitter, so she bought a bunch of yarn and they had such a good time. And it's not like, you know, you're on the way to anything either, right? They had to come especially for you. (laughs) No, No, and you know, um, it's so, 20, hindsight is so interesting because like, there's no way that anybody would have said, oh, let's do a business open to the public here. (laughs) We're literally at the end of the gravel road at the top of the mountain, you know, off the curvy road. We get people that get here and they get out of their cars. And they are wide-eyed and they're like, oh my goodness, the road. And I'm like, yeah, we don't charge extra for the road. (laughs) (laughs) And we have people that get here and they get out and the wives, you know, the husband's driving and the wife is in the passenger seat. And she said, either 
I'm driving on the way back down or we're going a different route. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> the road is so curvy. It's so curvy. So. But you got to work for that kind of stuff, you know? Like uh, on, on a side note, like one of my favorite views in the area, it's in Burke County, uh, mm -hmm. Wiseman's View. Mm -hmm. You ever been up there? I have not. It's the worst road ever. But mm -hmm. once you get up it, it's like a very short walk. It's even a wheelchair accessible path. Really? And uh, yeah. And then you have this beautiful overlook over the Linville Gorge. I have not. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's awesome. I don't know how far Burke County is away from you. It's probably like not too far. It's not too far. Yeah. No, it's in, it's in the hood. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Our hood yeah. expands really loud, yeah. really far. You know? <laughs> it's funny when I, when I talk, uh, we, we do articles about like, you know, day trips from Raleigh, day trips from Asheville, mm -hmm. thinking like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, something within about hour and a half or so. But, you know, for, for y'all maybe, I remember I talked to somebody from Boone and they were like, yeah, that's not a day trip. That's like, that's a normal drive. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get used to, you get used to um, listening to a lot of podcasts and books on tape because everything's 20 minutes away here, you know, or yeah. 30. I mean, that's if it's in town. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's just I mean, down the road. <laughs> I, I miss that. And then I don't miss that sometimes, like mm -hmm. living in the mountains, but you know, um, I can't beat the scenery. I know that's for sure. Yeah. Well, the, it may be 20 minutes, but the drive's gorgeous. Yeah. You're just staring at all this stuff yeah. and you don't even think yeah. about it. When probably. my son, so because Will was two when we moved. So he really grew up here from all for what he remembers. And yeah. there was one time we were going into town and we went down the curvy road and we got to the stop sign in Valley Cruces, right? It's a three-way stop. The school's right in front of you. <laughs> There were five cars in front of us and he was like, traffic jam, mom. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's all relative, you know? I, I feel that way whenever I get outside of our area and mm -hmm. I see traffic kind of die down and I'm like, ah, like, you know, this, this is, this is wonderful. Mm -hmm. And then once we come back in, you see somebody zoom past you at like 90. You're right. like, well, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's... yeah, but the good news is and if you're in a town, you can do, you know, errands don't take you a whole day like it does up here, you know, depending yeah. on where you need to go. It doesn't take all yeah. day to get to <laughs> places. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, Christina lived in a very rural county in West Virginia, and it was an hour to like the nearest uh, grocery store. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean... Yeah, you're talking if you forgot some butter at the store and you get home and you realize that, you're like, well, I can't go back today. Mm -hmm. Gotta mm -hmm. wait another day. Um, That's so true. That's so true. It's um, 15 minutes to the closest grocery store from me. Oh, uh, yeah. That's not bad, though. That's not that bad. And we were talking about visitors, uh, you know, like you're talking about the, the couple who came or the family who came from South Carolina. Do you have any other interesting stories about visitors? Like anyone come from further away? We've had um, families from Canada, from, um, I'm trying to think where, we've had a family from France, people from all over. I mean, it really is amazing. Uh, Texas, yeah. Australia. Wow. And it just depends if they're California, if they're in the area. 
California is always interesting because I think of California as being so far ahead of us in terms of how they manage the land, especially Northern California, right? How they manage the land and the uniqueness yeah. of it. And, um, and I remember visiting there one time and realizing that their agritourism is not as developed as North Carolina. Really? Because the wine country is all wine country. It's not necessarily farms. And nope. even though there's farms all through there, the, the wine country is shadowed over everything else. And there's not, um, and I think they've come a long way since then, but it just is, it's just interesting you, to see different places. So we have people come from California and they're like, wow, this is amazing. I mean, isn't that another reason why North Carolina is just so awesome? Absolutely. Yeah. And North Carolina, I think that North Carolina leads the country in agritourism or is close to leading the country. In really? We have Annie Baggett, who's director of agritourism for the state. We actually have a position that's huh. the director. We have an organization. We have um, the Visit NC Farms app, which has farms all over the state on it. Hmm. And it's an app on your phone that you can download and you can see who's got strawberries and who's got blueberries and who's picking and what their hours are. And yeah. Yeah. So we, I think that we are, we're up there. Yeah. We got some good strawberry farms around us. Usually when we go somewhere, um, I'll tell you what, October is a great month in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Do y'all do special stuff in October? We don't do anything special other than our tours. We're super busy up here because of leaf season in the mm, mountains. Yeah, it's usually great time. Sometime during October. So usually the third week in October is peak. So we're really busy then. We have these really interesting trends. So once school lets out, we start getting lots of families. And then when school goes back in, there's this period when the college students have gone back and the regular students, the uh, K through 12 have gone back and we get this period where we get all couples, retired couples that are traveling. And mm. I think they wait until everybody's <laughs> gone back to school to travel. Bye. And, and then we start into leaf season and then we get into sort of the Christmas season, um, the Christmas tree season, because there's lots of Christmas tree farms up here and people come to pick their Christmas mm. tree. Um, and then we get into ski years right? So it's like these, all these different seasons yeah. that we ride. What about in the spring? Does it uh, sort of taper off like January, no, February? Actually, January is, um, the beginning of January is usually really busy because of ski season. Uh, and, and until everybody is done with the New Year's break, right? So if, depending on when New Year's falls, if it's that fourth or fifth, that's when our business slows down. And then we start getting skiers who come up. A lot of people will come up for a week in January and go ski and do winter sports, right? Come up and mm. do all the winter sports and come see us. And then, then we do have a little bit of lull until start, people start doing spring break. And, you know, it's interesting. As, as the time has progressed, there are more and more people that have second homes up here. And we're seeing that more people are coming year-round on the weekends because they live in Raleigh and they can get away for the weekend and they're looking for something to do. So we hmm. do get a little bit of that, uh, Raleigh and Winston and Charlotte. And then some people from Atlanta are buying homes up here and oh, yeah. it's five hours away and they're coming here for extended weekend kind of stuff. So 
but it doesn't feel too crowded i feel like whenever i'm up there maybe there's just not enough you know land yeah i think the the nature of the land spreads it out you know yeah like we don't have a flat beach where you can see everybody together right there's yeah. trees yeah yeah you're right <laughs> you can't see everybody and then it takes them 20 minutes to get from one place to another so <laughs> scares a few off here and there between that and <laughs> i love um, that about it though yeah no and in the summer it does july is super super busy that's probably the busiest time july and then christmas to new year's are our busiest times up here do you ever get a chance to uh get away from the farm I do. I do. I'm yeah. being better about that. Yeah, you so, got any places in North Carolina you like going? You know, okay, so my latest um, place that I have been going to, I've been twice now and I'm getting ready to go for a third time, is Wilmington. Yeah. And I had nice. never been to Wilmington, and this is awful, but every time there's a hurricane, I'm like, please don't take Wilmington. I haven't been yet. That's the way I used to <laughs> And I stay at a little place called The Hive downtown okay. you know you know what i'm talking about it's like um i like very, downtown they're very modern um studio apartment like apartment studio apartment okay. kind of spaces with everything that you would want it's right there next to the community college okay and walking distance of everything downtown so the river walk too the river walk and all that so then i just you know and i've been going because i'm working on a book so i've been going as a place to do sort of a writing retreat and it's oh, yeah. great I go out in the morning and I go to one of the coffee shops I think I've explored three of their three or four of their coffee shops and um and then a lot of times I cook and eat in but I also will go out to dinner so I'm slowly exploring the area so. there's a lot of a lot of fun stuff in that area um we went there in November and got you know we got lucky because it was still warm Right. So it was like November, nobody was there, but it was still nice. Right. Right. So I mean, yeah. It's, yeah, it's I've cool. been when it's been quieter. I have not I haven't ever been in the summer, but I'm planning to go next week and get away after we shear for a few nice. days. Um so cool. and and the restaurant that um that I found downtown Mana, have you eaten there yet? No. Where is oh, that? Oh, it's amazing. Where is that? It's right off the main street downtown. I should be better about like the, market? the roads. Like off market. the market? Yeah, maybe. It's or right front there. Front Street. Not Front Street. The street back behind that is what, Market? Because I think Market and runs. I'd have uh, to look at a map to tell you. Yeah. But anyway, it's right downtown. And um, yeah. delightful restaurant. Very, it's high end, but it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, there was a. Uh, there, there are quite a few places like uh, there's one on the water that we really loved and I can't remember what it's called. Um, but uh, I think it's called the pilot house. It's really nice. Yes. Right I've the eaten water. there. That was really nice too. I ate on the water one night. And uh, then there's front street Brewery is pretty good. They have great, great barbecue. Like Christine and I are kind of fiends for barbecue and they have some good stuff along with good beer. Um, but yeah. There's, there's so much going on there. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's really nice. And I generally, the last time I was there, the weather was not great. I didn't even go to the beach. So I just was in downtown. But I was also, I, I also go when I'm working on project stuff. So it's a great place to work. And hmm. um, I can always take a break and go work at a coffee shop or work in the 
little studio place and it's great. That's nice. So it's been fun. The, it's been my latest, it's my latest obsession. It's like going to Wellington. It's like, when can I go back? That's cool. Is it, so the place where you stay, is it like a collaborative kind of environment? Is that why you like going there? No, it's, it's just a, a group of studio. It's like, um, I want to not Airbnb, but VRBO kind, kind of places. So they all have kitchens. Okay. Um, and all modernly decorated, interestingly modernly decorated. It's all in one building. I think they had issues from one of the hurricanes, so they had to redo one, a second building, or okay. maybe they were in the process of redoing it. And they've turned, I don't know what the space was before this. It's just really neat. It's high ceilings. Um, and the decor, it's worth going just for the decor and going to a different one every time you go, just yeah. for the decor. Because it's, it's just like, I would never put those two things together, but it looks great, you know? So it's yeah. very interesting. It feels very safe because I'm traveling alone. That's the other thing that I always look for is places that I can stay that I feel safe. I've yeah. met the man who's the owner. He's delightful. And, um, That's cool. and it is literally right there. So you're, you know, within walking distance of everything. Well, I hope the weather cooperates for you uh, for your trip coming up. Mm -hmm. By the time this airs, it will have been a great trip. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but yes. Um, I really appreciate you, you know, taking time to chat with me. All that you do for the people who come and visit your farm. Cause I mean, I, I don't know if we really touched on this as much, but I mean, Apple Hill farm to me is viewed kind of like as a really great therapeutic escape in mm -hmm. a way. Mm -hmm. It is. It's a, it's a chance to get back in touch with something that we've lost touch with. I, I love the way that, you know, the way you feel coming out of there yeah. for me. I'm yeah. just like, I'm relaxed yeah. now. I can go out and do yeah. something. And it's, you know, it's subtle. And it, it took us a while to figure out what it was that we were doing. We just felt like we were doing tours. And then, and then I remember telling somebody, it's so special because there's a moment on every tour for everybody that their lives drop away and they drop into something else. And the fact that they've reconnected to nature and to animals and they've laughed and they've connected to their families, it changes them. Yeah. And, and yet it's just a tour of a farm. So it's like both. Um, and I think that that's why I think that you're a classic example of how people are about it. It's like you go someplace and you have an experience of something and then it always becomes something you can go back to in your mind. Yeah. And it, and it does. It changes how you feel about a lot of things and you compare things to it. And so from here on out, that's always going to be something for you. Like if it was your first farm you've been to, it's, you're going to be like, well, it's not quite like <laughs> this. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing we look for property. When we were looking for property for this, we were looking for this. Once we saw this, then I compared everything else to this. You know? Has it changed a lot since you uh, first started living there? So when we moved, there was one small barn, which is where we have, we call it the tool shed and um, the house. And that was it. So yes, it's changed quite a bit. There were no, there was no fencing. There was an old um, patch of Christmas trees that had been left and they were like gnarly and had aphids and all sorts of stuff on them. And we sold the first year we sold, tips to people who make wreaths 
So in order to make wreaths that you hang on your door, they take tips of Fraser fir from the trees. Often they'll take a whole tree and just tip it out and use that for wreaths and then the top of the tree is too short to use, right? So that's how they get that. So they came through and took whatever they could take that was worth anything to make wreaths out of. And then, and then we um, plowed it all up, took all the roots out, which was a really big job um, to put the horse field in. And that's where the horses are and, you know, and fencing and all of that stuff. So it was, there was not much here in terms of farm. Wow. And so y'all have transformed it and. Yeah. And the, the area down below that you can see when you look at the view where you can see the lower barns, that was all woods. And we cleared that for more land. Hmm. So. Well, I look forward to seeing it, you know, expand over the years and yeah. I look forward to getting back out there. Yeah. Well, I, we would love to have you come back out and see that precious little girl of yours who's <laughs> now she no might... longer in arms. She's oh, probably man. like everywhere. Oh, yeah. She loves to run. She would love it. <laughs> you would be running the tour. <laughs> <laughs> we would just be uh, keeping up with her. Uh, yeah, running after her during the tour. <laughs> Sometimes we have a tour guide come back and it'll be a, a really small tour with a three or four year old. And it's like, well, that was fast. It's like, yeah, we ran the whole thing. <laughs> exactly. The, and the parents are all like running behind the kids trying to keep up with them. Exactly. That's how, I mean, I'll, we'll take her to the museum here in uh, Durham and they have alpacas and uh, we'll go and we'll see them. But I mean, we won't spend very long because it'll be like, oh, on to the next thing. Let's, let's mm -hmm. keep running. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Lee, really thank you for Thank you so time. much, Carl. Is, is there anything that uh, you'd like to say to people who come out to your farm other than no apple picking? Yeah, we have no apple picking. We actually planted apple trees this year. Did you really? Oh, we man. We planted five apple trees. <laughs> Are you going to have picking? No, we're not doing it as a picking yeah. spot. No, no. Because we the problem with apples up here is that it's about a every three-year proposition. Oh, okay. Which is wow. probably why the apple orchard that was originally here was left fallow because <laughs> it was not a was not a good marketing plan. So we put we planted them in um, our landscaping. So we have them; they're kind of on the tour, and we planted three different varieties, five different trees. So wow. that'll be something well, new to see when you come the next time. So yeah. the newest thing that's happened at the farm. Um, that I would love for people to know about is that we've started a farm family membership where you can actually sort of join a membership and support the farm. Okay. Um, and it allows us to have people be more involved at a, at a bigger level, which is something customers were asking us for and we didn't have it. And we just added that and it's on our website. Um, and there's three levels to it. You can be a fan, friend or family. So there's three different levels. Um, hmm. And it, everyone includes tours. So then you can come take a tour and there's different, different things that you get at different levels. Like one of them is a um, small photo of one of the animals that you get. And one level is a coffee mug, an Apple Hill Farm coffee mug. Oh, so different yeah. things like that. So we're, we're branching out 
based on what we've heard from our customers that they want and our fans that they want to be able to participate and support at a bigger level. So that's one of the things that we've added. Um, and we continue to grow and um, we're doing a whole lot more virtual events. So we're doing virtual calls with people and um, we're teaching agritourism. That's mm. one of the classes that we teach now as a day long agritourism. It's called Agritourism Works. Um, we did two of those last year and we'll probably do two or three this year. So we're, we're continuing to grow and find new ways to be in the world that our customers are asking us for. So that's, that's cool. And so if uh, somebody wants to sign up for a membership or if they want to set up a tour, where can they find you? On the website, it's www.applehillfarmnc.com. Cool. And we're and, on Facebook and Instagram and barely on Twitter. <laughs> I follow your Facebook all the time. I think you were doing, uh, I saw something about knitting. Knit, we're getting ready to do knitting with the alpacas. That's one of our summer events. We do knitting with the alpacas. We also do photo tours. We have a photographer that comes and you get a behind the scenes sort of photo tour and learn how to do different photography things. So oh, that's really cool. Yeah. That's a, that's a very popular event that sold out quite a bit last summer. So that's backed by popular demand. Um, and we've got some other potential events in the works. So always, right. you know, always growing and changing and changing it up and, and trying to serve in a, a, a wider group of people in a different way, maybe. So. Yeah, I, I would recommend keeping up with Apple Hill Farms Facebook. And is it uh, you just look up Apple Hill Farm and it's you just guys Apple Hill Farm? Yeah, if you yeah. if you uh, Facebook for Apple Hill Farm, I think we're just Apple Hill Farm on Facebook. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely. Because you and all maybe put out Apple updates. Hill Farm NC on Instagram. We post pictures. We consider we take it very seriously. Our Facebook and we consider that our job is to hold the high note. So we put lots of pictures of alpacas, and right now we have. Great Pyrenees puppies, so there are lots of puppy pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have uh, a problem with that. <laughs> no, I, I think we all need more of that in our lives. So, <laughs> well, Lee, thank you so much. Um, thank you, I Carl. Really, I really hope to stay in touch. And, yes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I will definitely always tell people they must go to Apple Hill Farm when they're in the high country. Yeah, and let us know if you're ever up in the area. I want to see that sweet little girl. Oh, we will bring her by. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for uh, joining. I'm so grateful to have chatted with Lee about Apple Hill Farm and her life beyond it. We've written articles about her, the farm, and the areas around it in Boone, Blowing Rock, and elsewhere in the high country at nctripping.com. If you're already planning to go visit, please tell her we said hello. Also, please share your photos from the adventure and any other adventures you enjoy in North Carolina with the hashtag nctravelchat. And if you're a Facebook user, we'd love it if you joined our group, North Carolina Travel with NC Tripping. In the meantime, thank you again for listening to NC Travel Chat. I'm your host, Carl Hedinger, and I hope to see you out there exploring North Carolina.